Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. And uh, Wiz, uh, you know, this is kind of the beginning of uh, a little bit of a shift that we are going to take this season. Uh, when, when we're looking at things, we're going to get a little bit more specific and starting to really lean a little bit more in the direction of these kind of prop bets and DraftKings. We talked a lot about that last year, but we're going to have some days where we really focus on that sort of stuff. And I guess this is kind of the beginning of that for the upcoming season. Yeah, I think uh, last year, you know, we just started doing this and we started really, our our focus was completely on fantasy football and and, and leagues and getting people acclimated and started and understanding auction drafts and snake drafts and the differences and helping people along with, um, you know, with with their fantasy football leagues. And we're not going to abandon that by any means. We're going to add to that and uh, along with um, fantasy football um, information, and I think it's probably as good as information as you're going to be able to find between us. Um, I think that we're going to add to that by helping people with specifically with DraftKings lineups every single week and uh, player props, wagering, and um, and uh, as well as uh, you know the, the the point spreads, unders and overs, and uh, and who we like in in the games. Uh, each and every uh, each and every week, so it's not like we're going to abandon anything. We're just going to add to it and do it in a much more uh, structured way. And uh, I think we're going to uh, help a lot of people make a lot of money this year. Yeah, I think uh, um, psychologically, or, or you know, we're not. Our philosophy is not really shifting all that much. I mean, we want to make it very clear uh, that fantasy football is still something that we follow very very closely. And I, and I think some of the work and the analysis that both Wiz and I do, um, really lend a, lend, lend a hand significantly last year in kind of forming our opinions when we looked at some of the, the player prop bets that, you know, more specifically that we look at on DraftKings, for example. We've always been guys that kind of play these kind of survival pools, and, and, and I think the two of us have always looked at lines very, very closely. In fact, we, we partook in a, in, a, in a pool where I won one of, the, one of these years uh, once ago, you came in fourth place a few years ago, uh, where we were betting against the spread each and every week. So, so there is some uh, there there is some experience here, and and there is some success rate that is definitely proven to be uh, at a higher than normal rate, I believe. And, and I think again, you know, our our analysis is you know, and our, and our approach is very similar to the way that we treat fantasy football. You know, we are looking at the same type of things. Like, you know, today we're really talking, we're going to talk about team futures or team wins specifically. And, you know, one of the first things that I did going into this, I took a close examination to the perception, at least when you look at how teams finished last year and the strength of schedule. I took a very close look at that, you know, because you don't want to start. I think that's, you have to have a starting point uh, that you're starting to look at when you're when you're going into your analysis, and for me, it was looking at the schedule that teams play, depending on who their uh, counterparts were during the season. Obviously, you have your in division games where you play your opponents twice in division, and then you play uh, one conference uh, from the opposing conference, uh, one division from the opposing conference. So, so I thought, yeah, that was a good place to start. And and today, Wiz and I are going to have a a little bit of an in depth discussion in terms of team. Team win totals, uh, and and for me, like I said, I think it started kind of where, uh, yeah, it, of course, I'm paying attention to player movement and, wh- and what I think teams are going to do, but the schedule is a big barometer for me. 
Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm looking at everything, and I think, uh, you know, where I think you this year more than any other year is a real chance to find some weaknesses in the lines because, you know, it's over time, and it's repetition with a lot of things, and it's repetition with guys, with the people who make the unders and overs. And for years and years and years and years, they got data and analytics and a 16-game schedule. And for this year, for the first time, now every team is going to play 17 games. And uh, just like anything else, I think uh, when these lines come out early, there are weaknesses, and uh, I think we could help exploit some of those weaknesses. I look to under and overs uh, very, very carefully uh, as far as the team unders and overs for the year. I came up with eight that I love, six overs, two unders, uh, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get into the specifics of it. But I, I thought some of these lines, um, oh, you know, I, I, I sense some weakness in some of these lines, and I think there's a real opportunity to make some money. So I, I would ask you this one question, Wiz, and, and you know, yesterday, once again, I, I don't want to kind of beat, beat a dead horse here, but Aaron Rodgers continues to kind of be in the news here. Um, I, I think it's kind of challenging to figure out what's going to happen and, and potential landing spots for Aaron Rodgers. And, and this goes back to your point from last year, where you thought that the Denver Broncos were, were a very good landing spot for Aaron Rodgers. And we, we both know that the skill set positions in Denver are, are really good ones how you're thinking about both the Broncos and the Green Bay Packers, where what that situation, how those are going to play out, if in fact you believe that that's the destination where he could end up. Uh, and I think, you know, looking at, some, looking at some of those lines, actually, uh, it, to me, it, there, 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 there is some, not a small chance that actually that's a, that's a place of destination for Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers made his first comments um, that he's made. Uh, it certainly sounded like the, con- the, the situation remains very nebulous and we're not going to really get any, any formal uh, declaration of what's going to be happening. But uh, again, it's a factor in, in some of the things that we're looking at. And I think when I looked at the Denver Bronco line specifically, I, I felt that there was a little bit of an Aaron Rodgers factor in those lines already. I don't know if you felt that, but that was one thing that I kind of noticed on the win total. I, I kind of felt that there was a lean towards Rodgers potentially being a Denver Bronco. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, what you have to consider a lot of times with these unders and overs is, okay, so the one team that they don't have a total under and over for wins this year, yet DraftKings I'm talking about, are the Packers. And that's, okay, that that makes sense. Uh, And maybe there's a slight lean to a half a game as far as the Broncos go with the assumption that there's a decent chance that Aaron Rodgers ends up there. But what you have to take consideration are the three teams in the AFC West that are playing the Broncos and the three teams in the NFC North that are playing the Packers. And uh, when it comes to DraftKings, I'm not sure they necessarily have figured that out yet. And, uh, you know, I think they're they're focused on the Packers and the Broncos, but maybe not as focused on the teams that are in those divisions that will be playing them. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that is actually a very, very good point. Uh, and we should also mention that you know we still know there's a lot of clouds around uh, Deshaun Watson and what's going to happen there, and uh, yeah, that, that's a, that's another big factor. Whether whether Deshaun Watson plays in the NFL or not next year, that's still definitely up for debate, and I think we're kind of torn on where that well, ends. I, up. I think the people, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure like what 
information, you know, these people have on making these lines. But would you agree that the people who are making these lines, at least whether it's with information or just on their own opinion, it's they're 100% convinced that Deshaun Watson will not be quarterbacking for the Texans as the under and over is four and a half for them? Yeah, that, that, that certainly seems like where it's at right now. That is correct. All right, yeah. So, okay, take us along here. How are we going to uh, go? How are we going to uh, go around the league here? Yeah. So, I, I think we'll start with with like you know again we we we've started to look at a whole bunch of things. Even some of the player stuff. We'll get we'll get into that on another podcast. But let's start with the division uh, winners, uh, where, where you can bet on division winners before we get into team totals. So, so I actually have three division winners odds that I actually kind of like. Um, and, and and I don't know how many of you, you said you had. Uh, Team wins, and you had some division wins. How many division winners do you have picked uh, in this, Wiz? As far as division winners, I'll tell you, I looked it over, and I, I'm looking at some, you know, longer shots. I'm not, like, really, you know, have broken it down where, like, who I'm, you know, uh, who, you know, who I definitely like or don't like. I'm looking at some teams that I think the odds are pretty good as far as value, and uh, I, I haven't really broken down in terms of, like, I definitely think this team is going to win the division, but right now, I feel like just, you know, looking at it right off the bat, and the NFC East, I think the Giants are terrific value at plus 350 to win the division um, because I, I just feel like the, the Dak Prescott and the Washington football team and the circus for the Eagles have gotten all the notoriety, all the attention, and the Giants have just been moving nice and slow, improving their team, looking at their roster, nice free agent signings, a uh, good draft, and uh, I think the Giants are very, very good value at plus three fifty to win that division. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, again, we we don't when we do these things, we 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 don't speak to each other beforehand. Uh, we 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 know kind of the topic that we're going to talk about, but we don't know the specifics. So, uh, I am a Giant fan, so I don't want to come across as a homer or, or a biased guy. But uh, I felt that Joe Judge took this team in a proper direction. As Wiz said, a lot of changes made both with free agency and through the draft. And I think the Giants at plus 350. And and, and by the way, I'm not hiding anything that because I love everything that the Redskins, oh, sorry, Washington football team have done in the offseason between Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, Curtis Samuel, and, and I'm very high on those particular moves. But but I'm intrigued by the Giants at plus, three, plus 350 as well. So so I share in your enthusiasm there. I think I think where else I share, share some of the enthusiasm, and, 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 and I would say, the Arizona Cardinals, to me, at plus 600 in a division where I think any team can win that division, and my personal, that's my personal opinion. I think Arizona had some close calls last year in a number of games, some growing pains, chemistry being built. I think, even, I think we could even agree that Kyler Murray, while he got off to a really good start, kind of slowed down. He was injured towards the end of the year. But at plus 600 in that division where the Rams got to get used to Matthew Stafford, there's a bit of turmoil going on in Seattle. Uh, I think there's a, lots of question marks when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers at, at quarterback, and they have a lot of people returning back from injury. And hopefully, But there is change there. You know, their, their defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator have left. So so there are changes that need to get, get, get used to there. I... I love the Arizona Cardinals plus 600 in that division because I do think those teams are much more evenly matched in that particular division than it appears the odd makers, odds makers think. Yeah, and I'm never going to, you know, try and talk somebody who's 
telling me they like a terrific long shot like Arizona. I would never talk anybody off any kind of long shot or, or some team that's getting great value. And I happen to, uh, in this situation, not only not, try and not talk you out of it, which I wouldn't, uh, I, I agree. Um, I think that division is is very, very uh, much wide open. I had a strong opinion last year that I felt the 49ers wouldn't even make the playoffs, even though they were favored to win that division. So uh, I could see that happening. And uh, as far as like um, going to, you know, just, just flip-flopping over the divisions uh, quickly, um, uh, in the AFC North, I just feel the Browns are the best team in that division, and they have the Ravens at plus 125 as the favorite, and then followed by the Browns at 145. I think that's value there. I think Cincinnati's still a year or two away from being a serious contender. I feel Pittsburgh is on the decline, and I just look at Cleveland and the Ravens, and I just look at Cleveland with a more competent offense, and they're getting between their draft free agent signings and Grand Delpert back uh, off an injury, they're getting a lot of help on defense, not to even mention the signing of, of Clowney to help Garrett. Uh, I just think the Browns should be the favorite to win that division, so I find value in them getting 145. I'm, I'm, I'm completely with you. I, I am very uncomfortable with Lamar Jackson in general. Uh, I, th- I think, and this is not to take away with some of the really great things he has done uh, in, in certain games, particularly with his leg, but legs. And, and I have yet to be wowed by him as a pass. And I will probably never be wowed by him as a passer, but I've yet to feel comfortable in a situation, especially in the playoffs, where you know things are. it's a lot different atmosphere when you're playing in a playoff game. And I've just felt very uncomfortable with Lamar Jackson and this offense. So to your point, I definitely think the and we've talked about this already a lot. The, the Cleveland Brown defense is vastly improved, uh, and and the the Baltimore defense, by the way, has taken a step back. So to me, Cleveland is by far, in my opinion, the best team in this division. So I'm in complete agreement with you here. Yep. Before you know, that was really my last like thought. Uh, right now, as far as you know, some value as far as divisions go. Did you have any other thoughts or picks yeah, or value? Yeah, uh, yeah. There, there's 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 one other one which, uh, yeah, and we've talked about this division a lot, and I think it's a division where all of the teams are going to be a lot better coming into this year. Uh, I don't like anything about Cam Newton. I know you feel that Mac Jones is going to be a very good quarterback in this league. Uh, how soon we see him as a starter? Uh, remains to be seen. There is some news now about Julio jo- Jones potentially joining this team because it looks like it looks like there's a pot- good potential that he's not an Atlanta Falcon anymore. Um, and I love what the Patriots have done defensively, both with players coming back that were on the COVID list last year, some of the signings that they made. Th- this team spent money like it was going out of business um, in in the off season. But the Patriots are plus three fifty to me. And while I love the Bills. And I love the Miami Dolphins as football teams. I think the Bill Belichick-led New England Patriots maybe had a year to kind of figure some things out. Uh, but if I think if the sooner that Mac Jones gets comfortable in the system, and I'm hoping that's actually the, the start of this season, and we'll see how that pans out. Or if Cam Newton can somehow find his his stride as a thrower again because he really struggled with that last year. But but I'm intrigued with the Patriots at plus 350 in that division. I can see, I can see that, and I understand that. It, it, for me, 
I would just love to have a crystal ball and just know one thing. When will Mac Jones be the starting quarterback for the Patriots? If you told me it would be by week three or be by week four earlier, I'm with you. I'm dubious of that, though. I don't know, like, you know, how long they would stick with Cam Noon. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. And then I just feel the Bills and Dolphins have two of the best rosters in football, and the Jets are ascending team as well. So I, I in that one – I like the value, and I, I understand the premise, and I agree with the premise of why you like them. I just need to know what they're going to do at quarterback. Like, if it was just some way of finding out. And uh, this one, as it certainly gets down to the start of the season, if Mac, Mac Jones is lights out in, in OTAs and, and, and preseason, and they announce him as their week one starter, uh, I, I'd probably be joining you on that bet as well. All right, great. So uh, let's move on from uh, division winners. Uh, do, do, did you have a particular conference winner or a Super Bowl bet that you looked at at this point in time? It's, I'm just still looking at that. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's way, it's way too early. But yeah, these are things we'll definitely get into. You know. You know, division winners, conference winners, Super Bowl picks, um, awards, rookie of the year, uh, offensive player of the year, defensive player, all, all of that stuff. We will definitely guess it as it gets closer, uh, as it gets closer to the season. But I'm sure there'll be some interesting uh, ideas and thoughts from both of us. All right, great. So, so I'll start. I'll start here in the AFC with team wins, and I'm, I'm going to start with my highest conviction position and view. Uh, coming into the season, and I'm guessing that you're probably going to be in the same camp as me on this, uh, given your commentary thus far. But to me, the under on the Pittsburgh Steelers on eight and a half wins, um, that is my highest conviction view. I think this is a team with offensive line issues, quarterback issues. Um, you can argue that they're not going to have running game issues as much as they did last year with the addition of Najee Harris. I think they've lost some st- a step in defense. They're in a division where all three teams that they're playing against are probably, well, two teams are better than them and one is, is, is improved, and that's the Bengals. So my highest conviction view in the AFC is under Pittsburgh Steelers, eight and a half wins. Uh, I'm curious to know if you actually have that as well or if you, and, and, and if you do, how, how vehemently you, you agree with it. Yeah, I, I have six overs and two unders, and the Steelers under eight and a half. I, I just don't think they're a 500 team. So for them, for me, for us to lose that bet, if we take under, means they will have to go nine and eight. And I just don't see it. I think in those um, six division games, uh, I could see two and four, one and five, because Cleveland and the Ravens are better. Cincinnati's ascending. They're not uh, intimidated by Pittsburgh, and uh, I think. Pittsburgh is, is is well behind those teams from an offensive standpoint uh, with a with an aging quarterback and uh, you know those other three teams have you know young quarterbacks ascending quarterbacks um, and uh, I, I'm with you that's one of my eight plays and that's one of my two unders Steel is under eight and a half as well. Okay, excellent. Good. Glad, glad to hear we're on the same page there. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll hand it off to you here. Uh, let's stick with the AFC. Uh, do you have another pick in the AFC here uh, that you're looking at uh, in particular? Yeah, I have two. I have two more in the AFC. Both are overs. Um, I am just so high on the Browns. I know it's ten and a half, but I just think uh, with Stefanski. 
the second year he's going to be better. The team is going to be better based on what they did in the playoffs, the thrashing of Pittsburgh, that terrific game while they were missing players at Kansas City. I just think Baker and they have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, they just can do what a lot of other teams can do. So um, I, I, I like the Browns over 10 and a half wins. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just see 11 and six, 12 and five um, season for them upcoming this year. Uh, you're going to get an agreement from me, and that's uh, also one of my picks. To, and I just mentioned I thought the Browns are by far the best team in this division. So I'm with Wiz here completely. Browns at over 10 and a half. Uh, you know, I, I would like to see Odell Beckham Jr. stay on the field and, and play more consistently. They were able to do a lot of things offensively here w- without him uh, last year. Uh, I thought it was actually very important that they re-signed Richard Higgins. Uh, Jarvis Landry played very well last year. We've talked about the tight ends here. We love the running game, and we I think this defense is vastly, vastly improved. It's a top-10 defense, so so I'm completely with you on that one, Wiz. Who's your other team in the AFC? Yeah, the other team in the AFC is another team that we've both been talking about, uh, and I think they're ascending, and I think the other three teams in the division are either terrible or going in the wrong way. And I love the Colts over 10 wins. Um, the Texans, the Colts lost to the Texans opening day at, you know, at, at when they played at youth, uh, when they played last year. I mean, they lost to the Jags. And I just feel the Texans are going to be terrible. Uh, it's going to take a while for the Jags to get their footing. I think there's a lot of mileage on Derrick Henry. They lost some receivers. Uh, I just look at the Colts with that offensive line. We've seen running backs go from year one to year two, how much of a jump they make. And I am all in on Jonathan Taylor. I love the player. I love the offensive line. I like the defense. Uh, And I think Carson Wentz has got a chip on his shoulder, something to prove. And uh, I think the Colts at over 10 wins is a slam dunk for me. And and by the way, this is a big deal that Wiz is going in this direction because I think he's one of the guys that was definitely super critical uh, in the Eagle system uh, about how Carson Wentz played the game. And I think, I don't want to put words in your mouth here, but I think you feel with Frank Reich and Carson Wentz getting back together, uh, this offensive line being a, a tougher offensive line, the need for Carson Wentz to kind of play within himself a bit. I, I would I would argue to kind of play like a, a Baker Mayfield did last year, a little bit more of a game manager rather than a, a rather than a gunslinger or you know sticking his head out all the time. Well, I'm in complete agreement. I, I first of all the Colt defense I think is extremely strong, and I just love the skill set positions around uh, around Carson Wentz. So so I'm with you as well. Colts over 10, very strong view on this as well. Yeah, that's my, uh, that's, those are my two AFC ones, Browns over, Colts over, uh, two ascending teams, and I got knocks on some of the other teams uh, in their divisions. And as far as the AFC, that, that's, a, that's a wrap for me, so why don't you take it from there and uh, tell us uh, if you have any views on the other uh others overs on team wins in the AFC. Yeah, I have two others in the AFC, and I'd be curious to, 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 to for you to kind of opine on, on on what I say here. So last year, I, I was as high as could be on the Las Vegas Raiders. I had to wait until the last, literally the last play of the of their season 
to get the eighth win. Um, the Raiders went into a tailspin in the second half of the year. My head was scratched all year long watching John Gruden call plays. Uh, I think Mike Mayock has struggled with some of his draft picks, tried to get too cute on a lot of them, and that starts with Henry Rugg last year, uh, who really wasn't the right wide receiver to take, uh, being the first receiver taken in a draft. Uh, and I think when I look at the division, uh, the, this is the AFC West, the Raiders are by far the worst team in this division. As much as I love a player like like their, uh, like Waller, uh, I just don't like anything else going on there. I think John Gruden is kind of lost. So I love the under for the Raiders this year. I'm going the opposite, opposite direction. I think it's at seven right now. And I think the Raiders are going to struggle to win a game in this conference, uh, in this division against the three division uh, games that they have. And that's in anticipation of potentially Aaron Rodgers being, being a Denver Bronco. And the other team in the AFC that I really love, and look, they finished the year strong last year. I just think Josh Allen had had a tremendous year. It was a big confidence boost. This is a solid defense, well-coached team. Yes, the division is better. But at 11 wins, I still think the Bills are the best, probably the second best team in the in the conference. I think they are the best team in the division still. Um, I did mention that I plus 350, I'm intrigued by the Patriots, but just that's just from an odd standpoint. But I do like the Bills to win more than 11 games. I think they're the best team. So I can, you know, 12-5, 13-4 for the Bills certainly sounds very achievable to me, even despite the fact that they don't run the football particularly effectively. I think there's tremendous skill set talent at the receiver position here. And like I said, I think their defense is quite good. So, so those are the two uh, win totals, aside from the ones that we've already talked about that I like in the AFC. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't have either opinion I don't have an opinion on either of the two picks that you've just made. But I, what I will add is, um, I as far as my Raider as far I mean if this was if I was you as far as the Raiders under I have to wait out Aaron Rodgers' decision for two reasons. One, there is a chance he goes to the Broncos, makes your bet even more uh, enticing, and there's a chance he goes to the Raiders, which would make your bet not very enticing. So I'm with you. You seem to have a good gauge on the Raiders. You liked over last year, you like under. I'm not going to, you know, dispute that. I don't have an opinion, but if it was me, I have to wait to see the Aaron Rodgers thing plays out because uh, the two teams where he ends up most likely are the two teams in that division. So I, I wait and see how that plays out uh and if he just comes back to green bay yep i'll just i'll root for you to cash your ticket but i I have no opinion as far as the other one goes yeah i I just have a lot of respect for that division uh i just think like at 11 it's all baked into the cake now and uh the bills the the line is right can i see them going 12 and 5 13 and 4 yes can i see them having a, a very good year and going 10 and 7 or you know 11 and 6 and then landing on a push yes um, I, I just don't have an opinion on it. Uh, I'll just root for you in that bet. Uh, I just think at 11, it's all baked into their success from last year. But, uh, you know, I, I, could see, I could see the reasons why you like the over. I just am uh, a big fan of the Dolphins roster and, uh, and for all the points you made about the Patriots as well. All right, excellent. And I, and I and to be fair here, I have not actually placed any of these bets as of yet. So I, I will take your advice on, on waiting to see how, how the Aaron Rodgers situation pans out. I think we'll probably start to get more clarity once June 1st passes. A lot more noise will come out of it, and uh, I'll certainly be paying very, very close attention to all of that. All right, so let's go to the NFC and uh... – I'll I'll start off with one that I that I love and I'm sure you're joining me. Uh, 
I, I think that line is wrong on Arizona at eight. Um, I think with the acquisitions they've made on both sides of the ball, um, I think uh, I think that division is wide open. Uh, and I'm, I like over eight. I mean, for, 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 to lose that bet at over eight means that Arizona would have to go seven and ten uh, or worse. And uh, I, I don't see that this year. I, I like I like Arizona's uh, chances to finish above. Um, 500 and I would look at it as like saying you know I don't think they would do worse than 8 and 9 so at over 8 I love that one and I assume you're with me on that one but uh, yeah, oh, I yeah. didn't really think for sure about that no 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 yeah, I, I am with you it's my second highest conviction uh, of you uh, in terms of team wins I'm 100% with you I mentioned them for the division title and the win total seems completely off off to me uh, I think there's just a lot of talent, as you mentioned. Both sides of the ball have been addressed, and I, I, look, this team this team was very effective last year, very competitive most of the season. As I said, Murray got banged up at the end of last year. Uh, he's got some more help, and so let's see what happens with that running game. Uh, Kenyon Drake is gone. James Conner's been added, but I have a lot of confidence in in, in what the Cardinals are doing. Uh, so yeah, I'm completely with you on that one. And then staying in the division, this is one of my best bets. Um, I, I just love Seahawks under nine and a half. I don't understand that line. I really, really don't. For me to lose his wager, they have to win 10 games. Let's look at that division for a second. Arizona, we just mentioned, an ascending team. The 49ers, their roster is better. They're getting all of their players back on defense. They hung in there last year. Um, there's a ton of excitement about that team. There's no reason to think that the 49ers are not going to be back in a big way. And based on their under and over wins at, at uh, 10 and a half, I believe, for the uh, for the for the 49ers, there's a lot of people that agree with that. And the Rams under and over 10 and a half wins this year, getting Matt Stafford with a defense that absolutely stifled the Seahawks. They beat the Seahawks at with a quarterback that 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 played with a fractured thumb. Uh, I don't understand that line in nine and a half. I am all in. All in on under Seahawks wins nine and a half. Uh, so you know from over the years competing with and and, uh, and against me uh, that there's no one probably in fantasy football who's a bigger fan of Russell Wilson. But um, my my tune has definitely changed. I I don't like what I heard in the off season. Uh, I think this defense stinks. Uh, I think the, I actually think the Seattle Seahawks are the worst team in this division, and I am 100% with you, Wiz. Under 9.5, to me, is a slam dunk this season. I need to be proven, and I just don't see the, the Seahawks with a lot of distractions that went on in the offseason. And I do believe, by the way, that, the, that, that Seahawk, I think Russell Wilson is going to definitely drop significantly uh, for in the quarterback rankings coming into the year, and they're going to have to prove it to me. I'm not sold on it. I'm in complete agreement with you on the Seahawks. I think the line's wrong. I think they're off by a game or a game and a half. That line should be either eight and a half or eight. Um, so we talked about the teams in the division. In the second half of the year, the other, the, every team in the league caught on to what the Seahawks were doing. They completely shut down that offense. Uh, 
the off-season stuff isn't good. The body language isn't good. Nothing about it is good. And you have three teams who, you know, the, the Rams have Super Bowl aspirations. The 49ers were in the Super Bowl two years ago. They had a ton of injuries. There's a ton of excitement about that team. And Arizona is all in with the moves that they've made. I, I think the line is off, and I talked about weaknesses as far as lines go. This is first and foremost about a line weakness, and uh, this one is my most confident one. Seahawks under nine and a half, and uh, yeah, I, I, I absolutely love this one. All right, I, 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 you know, I'm a little scared, Wiz, because we're in, we're in very strong agreement here on a lot of these. But that's good. That's that's good. We're we're. I, it sounds like we've definitely talk about any of these. I mean, no, we did not talk about anything, and we're we're certainly talking about this logically. I have two others in the NFC. I, I just want to talk to you about as well, and then you can add any more that you have. Um, so I think most of the opponents, aside from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC South, are I think the teams are worse. I think Sam Darnold is going to respond to this change of scenery. Christian McCaffrey's coming back. It's a young defense. They played well towards the end of the season. I love the coaching staff here. I think the Carolina Panthers under 7.5 is wrong, uh, or 7.5 is wrong. I like the over for the Carolina Panthers. I think they'll be... I actually think the Carolina Panthers can be a 9-8 and eight football team this year, maybe even 10-7. and, 10, 10 and, 10 and seven. So I love Carolina over 7.5. And the other one that I like in the NFC, and we, we, we've talked about it already uh, from a division standpoint, but the Giants, seven wins. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not being a homer here, but I, I think the Giants have a little bit too much talent. I, I, I think Daniel Jones does make that next step up this year. I know he kind of dragged a little bit last year, but those are the other two that I like. Giants over seven in the NFC and Carolina Panthers over seven and a half. So I have three left. They're all over. One is Carolina over, and one is Giants over. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the Giants, I talked about winning the division, so obviously at seven, I, I, I think that's a terrific bet. And there's a lot to like about Carolina. I like that Sam Donald's got a chip on his shoulder. I like Tristan McCaffrey, doubters about him coming back off the injury. Uh, I like... Uh, uh, Terrace Marshall, the, the second-round pick. I like that three-wide receiver uh, offense. We talked about Dan Arnold as a, maybe a super-duper sleeper tight end. Um, there's, there's that offensive innovative. They have defensive playmakers now. Uh, their draft is very strong. There's a lot to like Carolina. I'm in a total agreement. Carolina over 7.5. The Giants as, as well over 7. And I'm going to throw in one last one. Well, I think the line on the Texans is right at four and a half, and I can see them only winning one or two games. I like the Lions at over five. Um, I'm looking at this division, and you have a Green Bay team that's, you know, complete disarray. A Chicago coach and a Minnesota Viking Hood coach that are one going to be one more year of struggles away from, I think, being removed. So uh, there's a lot of, you know, ifs and buts going on in that NFC, NFC North with the Vikings and Bears and Packers. And I think the Lions have a coaching staff and some of these key players who are coming in feeling disrespected, angry. You have Goff who was cast away, Jamal Williams who was cast away. I love the combination with Swift and him. 
You have young receivers, rookie, second-year receivers who are going to be hungry and battling it out for playing time, some veterans that have been cast aside. There's a lot to like about the Lions, and I think they're kind of under the radar. I may even throw a few bucks on them at a crazy long odds to win that NFC Central. So my last and final pick, with aside from agreeing with you on I think every one of my other picks that I have here, uh, the only one that you have not mentioned that is on my list, the Lions over five wins. Yeah, I think that's an interesting one. Um, uh, look, D- Dan Campbell is kind of a derivative of Bill Parcells. Uh, and I think when I look at Bill Parcells and the way he wants to play football, I think Dan Campbell wants to play football the same way. Now, how, whether that can be done successfully in, in the NFL these days, because it's a, it's a different league, uh, remains to be seen. Uh, you know, you t- talk about chips on shoulders, and Jared Goff certainly will, will have one this year. They've tried to add some talent, uh, you know, again, uh, mostly through free agency on, on offense, but, you know, they add the, probably the best offensive lineman in this draft in, in Sewell. Uh, uh, and I think this 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 will this team will play hungry. I think I think Matt Patricia was kind of lost as a head coach the minute he got to to New England to, from New England to Detroit. I never really felt uh, he was comfortable on the sidelines there. Uh, Dan or uh, Dan Campbell, I think, is going to give a different dimension and. This is going to be a fighting spirit and kind of one that, look, remember the bad boy Detroit Pistons? I can see this Detroit Lion kind of taking on that type of persona. And we know the way that team played. They they won ugly. They weren't necessarily the best team, but you know the way the, the way they went out and beat teams up. Dan Arnold's talking about chewing on kneecaps and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm intrigued by that pick. I, I like it. Uh, I didn't... I didn't look at it close enough to be quite fair, but I, but I think it's a very intriguing one, and especially when you look at the backdrop in that division. And I think you know, look, Wiz is, Wiz is a Viking fan; he knows what's going on there. I hate Matt Nagy as the head coach of the Chicago Bears. I, I don't like what he's done there. I think he's, you know, tr- I think he's he, last year he got he was a little bit more settled in, but too. I, I think Matt Nagy will be looking for a new job next year, and probably Mike Zimmer will be as well. So to Wiz's point. There are wins to be picked up in this division, and and I think the Lions are are one of those teams that are primed to pick up on them. Yeah, I know. The to- I know why the total is five. Their strength of schedule is, you know, it's, it's brutal. Uh, they have they have one of the most, if not the most difficult division in football, but unlike the Texans, they have a a roster that is capable of winning games, and I will not be surprised at all if the Lions win seven or eight games this year, so I'm all in on the Lions. I think that that Lions off, and I'm even going to throw a few bucks on them to win the NFC North, but I wanted to ask you about one other team. If someone said to me, you know, bet a lot of money on one team that you're going to have on your list this year is under and overs, I would have lost. Nobody, and I mean nobody, including Ryan Fitzpatrick's family, has been more excited about Ryan Fitzpatrick coming to the Washington football team. You love a lot of their players on offense. You talk about Thomas. You talk about their running game. McLaurin, you love the Curtis Samuel. I am shocked at eight, which I think is low. What's the reason you don't have Washington as one of your picks? I'm so curious about that. Yeah, so I mean, I do, I do love what they did. I mean, I know Ryan Kerrigan just recently went went to the Eagles. Um, 
Look, I, I, I'm not sure how this is going to play out 100% at quarterback. I think I do think Ryan Fitzpatrick should be the quarterback for the whole season there. I guess I want to see a little bit more in the preseason on kind of how the way they're going to do things. I do like their running game. I like Antonio Gibson. Uh, we, we mentioned what McKissick did last year. The tight end, Logan Thomas, had a great year. The receiving core is better. So no question about it, and I think this is one of the better defenses. It's probably been overshadowed by my enthusiasm of the Giants, and I would say I do feel that, that the Cowboys um, are going to have something to prove this year. I, I think this will be a very fought-out division by those three teams. Um, so I could see easily this being a division where the division winner, once again, is winning just nine or ten games. It's kind of a, it's kind of a close call. So I think your point's fair. I, I am surprised that I didn't go in that direction either. Um, but I think I want to see a little bit more to kind of how they're going to do things. I, wanna, I, I don't want it to be a situation where Ryan Fitzpatrick is a little bit of a lame duck guy in there. I want, I want it to be emphasized to me that he's going to be the quarterback there for the entire year working with this offense because I think the offensive personnel there is extremely talented and this defense is one of the best defenses young defenses by the way in in the NFL and and I think you know they can continue to build on that so I'll probably gain more confidence about that as preseason kind of moves on yeah I was like I said at eight I was surprised but let me ask you this question Are, are you surprised that the people who, who've put out these spreads made a game and a half, which is a lot in that division disparity between the Washington football team and the Cowboys, where it's not like nine and eight and a half or nine and a half and nine or eight and a half and eight. They made the Washington football team eight and the Cowboys nine and a half. Forgetting about like opinions on who you like and reasons, are you kind of surprised there's a game and a half disparity between those two teams? Yeah, I, I would say very. Very surprised because if you look at, let's just look at the defenses, right? Washington's defense is definitively better than the Dallas Cowboys. Now, can Mika Parsons be uh, a difference maker on on this defense? Yeah, he can. Yeah, but they didn't they, they didn't really solidify solidify that secondary in any any way, shape, or form. So on defense, Washington is definitely better than them. And on offense, when you look at the skill set guys, yeah, we love guys like Amari Cooper, uh, uh, CeeDee Lamb. We know how high you are on him. Michael Gallup, very talented bunch of guys. Doc Prescott coming back from the injury. Not that that won't be easy because he had a pretty devastating one. But you look at McLaurin, Logan Thomas, um, uh, uh, Diami Jones, who they drafted from North Carolina, and, and Curtis Samuel. They give them a run for their money. Those are talented, talented players. And Ryan Fitzpatrick in the seat the whole season I think they can definitely compete so yes very surprised game and a half spread between those two teams yeah makes sure we'll we'll see how it plays out but uh, right now it's something like the Cowboys uh with the unders and overs and the odds to win the division uh having made a clear cut with Dak Prescott coming back uh clear cut favorite to win the to win the NFC this year. So I would say this on paper coming into this year, the Eagles have the easy, are seen as having the easiest schedule followed by, followed by the Cowboys in, in the NFC. And I think the Giants and the Washington football team aren't that far behind. I think one of the reasons why that's also happening is if you look at the records, because this is, that's solely based on the records of teams, who the, who their opponents were the year before. And let's not forget what happened in the NFC East last year? Washington won that with a losing record. So the records in that division were, were weaker. So just because of that, that's the reasoning behind that. But all of those teams are, are, well, at least 
aside from the Eagles, are better football teams coming into this year. So I think that's a mistake to just say that those are easier schedules. I don't necessarily 100% agree with that. Uh, but I think maybe that's something to do with that. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm, I'm so confident with Ryan Fitzpatrick. If I knew Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to be the quarterback there all year, we've talked about McLaurin, right? Terry McLaurin has, an, I think, a very good shot at being a, a top 10 guy in, in, in the NFL in terms of fantasy. Look what he's done with nobody of any quality throwing him the football the last couple of years. So, yeah, I, I think one and a half games, that's a big disparity uh, between those two football teams. Yeah, it's a good segue to what we'll be talking about soon, right? We're going to start getting into position rankings and tiers, and uh, you know, it'll 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 change, adjust, uh, and we'll look at it, you know, and re- and revisit as it gets closer. But uh, yeah, we're getting to that time where uh, you have to start really thinking about uh, position rankings. Yep, yep, it definitely is. I mean, I'm kind of, I guess I'm casually doing that right now. I'm kind of you know, taking inventory. You know, we, we've looked at some of the veteran moves. We've we've assessed the draft. And there are some decisions that are going to come forth here after June 1 on, on, on some players, which will potentially shift, you know, the landscape a little bit more. But, yeah, totally thinking about that. You know, the, it, the weather is warming up. We got Memorial Day weekend here. It, it's a, we talked about this before. This is going to be a more normal type of NFL season where you've got preseason OTAs, voluntary. In, uh, th- these are voluntary ones right now, but guys are throwing to one another. Chemistry hasn't. Uh, last year, there was no opportunity to build any chemistry. So if you were a new head coach or you were a player moving from another team, you were at a complete disadvantage unless you were throwing in a park somewhere. You know, think about where we were a year ago. And it is miraculous where we are one year removed from, from a, you know, look, a terrible pandemic that took over the country and, and, and stopped everyone's lives in its tracks. But we're making progress. There's fans in stands. It was unbelievable watching some of the NBA games over the last couple of days. So we're going to feel a lot differently about the, about the NFL season this year. And I know, I mean, when, how excited are you is this year that we're going to be doing drafts in person, right? That's the, the, just think about that. And a lot of drafts were not done in person. We did do one in a backyard, but most of the drafts were done online last year. Yeah, that you know the dynamics will change, and uh, you know we're, we're hoping that you know, the, the guys who are in our league, you know, fully vaccinated, and they're saying outside, fully vaccinated people with each other, no problem. So yeah, I mean, I think me and you are in complete agreement that uh, you know any kind of draft is fun, but there is nothing like an in-person live auction draft. Uh, it's just fun, exciting, and. Uh, and, uh, and, and and in my opinion, uh, the, the purest form of fantasy football. No question in my mind, Wiz. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up there. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Make sure you subscribe to this. Uh, I think you're going to get stuff that you're not going to get from the average guys. Wiz and I do a lot of analysis. Yeah, we shoot from the hip too, but uh, you know we're very passionate about what we do, uh, and and it comes out I think each and every week that we're doing these things. So Wiz, excellent job today. Look forward to catching up later in the week. You got it. Thanks a lot. <laughs>